When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Here's uh, how he thinks, you know, going into game, how we give, how we make him confident going into game. So I think it's a uh, process just we continue to go. I think it's been really good. But I think the best thing is we have a lot of eyes on him from the standpoint of guys that have coached quarterbacks. So it's uh, been a good working relationship. you got to give Sean Mannion uh, and Jake a lot of credit in that room. It's a great room. Uh, they're all working towards the same goal. Those two guys really help him prepare, so they deserve some credit too. That's Gary Kubiak, now Vikings offensive coordinator. This is Purple Daily in the TCL broadcast studios. Rami Makloff alongside former Vikings offensive lineman Alex Boone, Jonathan Harrison, other side of the glass, Declan behind the camera as we are streaming live at Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Booney, you fired up? You ready to go? I don't need to ask you if you're fired up and ready to go. I know you're fired up and ready to go because you tell us so in tweets and uh, emails and texts. and Well, not tweets. You're not on Twitter. But emails and texts, and I always love to read them on the air. Is it okay with you, I always ask Alex Boone, if I read the text exchange between us last night on the air to open up the show and get people as fired up as you are for Purple Daily? Robbie, I'm all about about it, dude. Go ahead. So, last night, I get a text. And by the way, this opening sentence is just Alex Boone in a nutshell. My dudes, the eve of our glorious show is upon us. You guys ever ask the fans what questions they have? I'm always curious and want to know what they are thinking or want to know. And none of that trade, Dalvin bleep. I don't answer stupid questions, but I would love to know what they want to know. But I don't have Twitter. Let me know what you think. Bleeping Twitter. Ha ha ha. Uh, A couple of laughing face emojis. I said, love it. I will send out a tweet in the morning telling people to send in any football questions they got for the Rhino. Or can we go outside of football? Alex Boone says, bro. Let's go bleeping global. You got a bleeping itch. We got your scratch. Nothing is out of bounds. So that's why today we're doing Ask Boone Anything at 1.30. I have the tweet out there, at Score North, if you want to respond to that. Or just tweet in your questions, at S-K-O-R North, for Ask Boone Anything at 1.30. You know you're opening Pandora's box, right? You know when you say anything, not just football, things can get weird. I've done this bit before. It's not a new radio (laughs) bit. Things can get weird, Booney. 
Dude, I'm all about the weirdness, but let's not get too weird, all right? There's, there's kids listening here. <laughs> hey, man, you said anything, so it, you've opened the door now. It's it's no holds barred at this point at 1.30 for Ask Boone Anything. Send those in at SKOR North. But we start here with that guy that uh, you just heard in the soundbite to open the show. Gary Oops. Kubiak announced today as uh, the offensive coordinator. He was already uh, an offensive assistant slash assistant head coach working with Kevin Stefan. Last year, sort of constructing this offense. You like it, Booney? You like this move? I love everything about it. I love that it wasn't his son either. I, I'm I'm a big Coops fan, and I think that he's a risk taker at times. I think he's extremely confident in his play calling. I've talked to guys that have played in his system, and the things that they say about him are tremendous. Like I've never heard a friend of mine be like, oh, "I didn't like the guy." Like everyone's like, "Dude, love Coops." Like, dude's just gonna drill you if you're a team. And I think that that's what this team needs. And also, I think it's what Mike Zimmer needs in order for him to kind of let go of the reins on the offense. You know, I think this is one of the sides that he trusts and truly believes in. And it's not going to be one of these guys that he's hounding over because, dude, it's Gary Kubiak. You're not really going to be standing over him like, what are you doing? He's going to be like, bro, go away. You really, you really think Zim steps aside yeah. and just yeah. lets Kubiak do his thing? Because Zimmer, I mean, he doesn't, I'm sure he, he doesn't get involved in the specifics of game planning and game and play calling. And we sort of act like Mike Zimmer has nothing to do with offense and wants nothing to do with offense. But on the flip side, Boone, one of the narratives around Mike Zimmer is him kind of sticking his nose in that offensive room, mainly to say we're not running the football enough and we need to run the football more. You think with Gary Kubiak, he just steps aside and lets him run this thing. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I mean, logically thinking, I get that like Mike Zimmer's a head coach and very widely respected. But so is Gary Kubiak. And you got to remember, dude, there's a lot of egos in that room, and you don't want to be causing tension against a guy who, number one, has already coached in Super Bowls and done that and been there and been doing that at a high level for a long time and has had some successful offenses. I mean, I think that if you're Mike Zimmer, you basically just say, hey, Gary, get us out of here, man. We're in a, we're in a place right now that we can go either way. We can either falter now and, and just keep stumbling downhill, or we can choose to get better and succeed. And I think that Gary's one of those guys that brings it because, like I said, his confidence level is huge. He's obviously done this before. There's no game that's too big for him. And I think that he truly does know what Mike wants. He's been in, a, we've been in there with Mike for this last year. I think how much control did he have over Kevin? Probably not a lot. I don't think I don't see him being the guy that's like, hey, Kev, let's run 43 on this one. I see him being the guy like, hey, you know, pre-snap meetings and all these uh, meetings during the week, I see Gary being very influential to Kevin, but I saw Kevin probably calling all the plays. I'm curious to see what Gary's going to change it up a little bit. In. Is he going to you know, feed it to Dalvin more? Is he going to try and drop a little more play action? Is he going to get certain guys involved more? I mean, there's so much talent on this team that for a guy like Gary Kubiak not to use it to the best of his ability, that would just be such a disservice to the Vikings. So I think that he knows that. And when you talk about these old coaches, man, there's something about them. Like, they're just risky. They don't care. They're like, listen, man, no risk it, no biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I've lived this too long. I've lost this game because I didn't risk it. You like, you, they learn from their past losses. You know, you hear so many of them say, well, we did this last time, so we're not going to do that again. These are the guys that are like, you know what, man? If you want the trophy, if you really want to be on the top of that mountain, you got to risk it at times. And with this offense, it would be exciting to watch them risk it more. Were you surprised by this by this news? Because no. I, was, I was reading today a piece, uh, I think it was at The Athletic, I was reading a lot of stuff about Gary Kubiak today to get ready for this show, about, about sort of his journey now back into coaching. Because for those who don't know, 
I mean, you probably know he was a Super Bowl winning head coach for the Denver Broncos, but then had a couple of health scares, one of which he was taken out of the stadium on a stretcher Houston, right, right? right in front of his son, yeah, who was who Houston. had who had just recently joined his staff and he he sort of walked away from the game of football, Alex, because of what it was doing to his health. I mean, it's it's a it's a highly demanding job being an NFL head coach and the hours that go into it, the stress that goes into it, and these guys are all just insane about what they do and it will wear down the human body and he sort of walked away and then came back in like a consultant role for the Denver Broncos, but was still arm's length from from the game itself and from coaching and as you just talked about Still sort of arm's length from from the actual game day action this season. He was up in the box, but it was Kevin Stefanski sort of running the show. Now this is a guy with two prior heart issues, one on which he was taken off on a stretcher, coming back into the game. I was, I mean, I can't say I'm entirely surprised because of the mindset of an NFL head coach, and especially one who's accomplished as much as Gary Kubiak has, having been to the mountaintop of a Super Bowl championship. You always have that itch, but it really seemed like, he had come to peace, come to terms with not being as involved with the game as he now is going to have to be as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I remember the day. I remember the game that he collapsed. I remember watching it on video. I mean, it was sad. And then you think about, you know, that's just the alpha being the alpha, man. We can't sit around and wait. We got to just keep going. I'm going to get back into coaching. I'm just going to do some little stuff, babe. Don't worry about it. Next thing you know, you're the OC of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> you know, possibility of having the number one rush attack, right? His wife's probably like, really, Gary? Really? Babe, listen. Couple of years, I'm out. You know me. It's 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 exciting because he has done it and he's done some great things with some great teams. And now you have a team that is so spectacular. And I think he really does have another itch to get that Super Bowl. Like I, I think, like you said, when you're out and you're out for good reason and you come back in, it's because you really, really want another ring. And I, I don't blame him. They're addicting, man. Winning is addicting. And then you look at this offense that he gets to command now and how dangerous it could be. And I think it's. It's great, number one, because he was here last year. And that's obviously going to help. And he knows Kirk. It's not something that's unfamiliar to him. It's not like you're walking in with a new OC. Like, you know, say you were to hire Jay Gruden and mm-hmm. bring him in. It's not like you have to go through the formalities of, hey, I'm Jay, you're Kirk. What do you like? This is what I like. Gary already knows what he was doing. He already knows what Kirk wants to run. He already knows how Kirk wants to call. He already knows the play calls. You don't have to change anything up. That is so huge for an offense. And we've talked before, and we had Sam Bradford on last time, talking about how Sam played under seven different OCs. And when you talk about not being able to have any kind Continuity with anything. Like, God, could you imagine every year having to change simple things like a snap count changes every year? That would annoy the hell out of me. And you talk about having to do that how many different times? Well, now you have a team that really is kind of up in the air. They're kind of in limbo because it's like, man, which way are we going to go right now? We could go up or we could go down. What we do next determines that. Hiring Gary Kubiak was a huge step up because it keeps the same guy in a pivotal role in the offense. It keeps the offense in continuity. It keeps this engine from having to stop. It pretty much just keeps rolling. Right, like, hey, listen, this is what we did last year. This was our philosophy. Now, this is the steps we wanted to take naturally. This is what we've done organically. Like, let's keep going this way. And you don't have to do the whole, hey, uh, so you really like that play, huh? Yeah, I do too. So, what don't you like? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to call this? Nah, dude, it's already there. This is already the terminology. This is how we've been doing it. This is how we've been taking steps. Now we need to put some new pieces in place and go forward. And I've I've said before, and 
I use Jay Cutler as a reference because I'm a Jay Cutler apologist. That the, the there are, there are three ways to ruin a quarterback. One is surround him with no talent. One True. is put no offensive line in front of him. And True. another and the last one is what you just talked about, and that's changing systems and offensive coordinators every year. And I use Jay Cutler as an example because the Bears literally did all three of those things to Jay Cutler. Sometimes, so sometimes true. all three at the same time over the course of his time there, but. I think with Kubiak, the thing people are going to look at this, if anybody's looking at it skeptically, Boone, because you talk about the continuity and that he was already part of this last year, you want improvement. You want this thing to be better than it was last year. You're not looking You're not looking for status quo with the, the offense, although it took a huge step forward from year one with Kirk Cousins under center to year two, but you still want this thing to improve and get better, and I think people are wondering, how how does it, necessarily get better with more of the same philosophies and and more of the same thing that was already in there last year, especially if you're somebody who believes, and there are plenty of people out there who believe this, that Gary Kubiak already was the offensive coordinator last year, and Kevin Stefanski was only that in title. I don't believe that. I think, and and you just touched on it, Stefanski was running as much of the show as, as most offensive coordinators and calling his own plays. Kubiak had a role in constructing the playbook, like you said, game planning during the week, being in that quarterback's room or in the offensive room and giving whatever input that that he had to to provide. But how does this get better with with the same philosophy, same offense, and maybe even the same guy running that offense ultimately? Listen, I think it can get better for many reasons. Number one, the way that they ended the season, that game just is not going to sit well with people. You know, the coming off the Saints game, you talk about having all this momentum, and then you go into the 49ers, and you run the ball nine times. Like, dude, Coops, at the right time, he's going to know when to hit the gas. Hey, listen, this is going to be a street fight. This is not my first rodeo. Technically, for Stefanski, it kind of was. Like, hey, man, it's the first time you've been in the playoffs and things aren't really going really well. What do you do? Well, Coops knows. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick to my run game because Dalvin's just going to wear everybody down. And then... Then we're going to pick up the play action. I think you, when you look at things, you say, listen, from year to year, what needs to get better? Number one, the quarterback need, hits need to go way down. Number two, penalties need to go down, especially pre-snap. Like We're getting into this offensive times where you should know this book inside and out, backwards and forwards. If you've been here for more than a year and you're making pre-snap penalties, that's a problem. Like Those need to get cleaned up. And then you talk about being able to run the ball more effectively. Like Every year, you're always trying to find a way. How can we run this ball better? How can we get Dalvin in space more? How can we use him in the screen game better? You know, All these things are going to come up. And I think the answers for Kubiak is going to be super easy because when you're looking at the film, there's so many highlights of Dalvin and things that he does well, and especially Kirk. And people are down on Kirk, but... This year, Dalvin was his best friend. And you look at these two guys go forward and you say, listen, man, we got Diggs in this room. We got Thielen. We got Rudy. We got Irv Smith Jr. Like, we got some guys that we can have a lot of fun with. Now, how do we get these guys more involved, especially guys like Rudy? Like, I don't think he was used enough this year. He's such a big target. And Sam Bradford said, listen, just throw him the ball. He'll find a way to get it. At times, I got it. Like, Thielen was hurt and everybody kind of had to play a different role. But I think that's also where Kubiak's going to be able to come in is being able to adapt this offense at times when he needs to. Hey, listen, we're down a big player. All right, listen, we've done this before. This is what we're going to do. You know, these are the things that these experienced coaches bring with them is the ideas and the ideals of an offense, of how I want it run and how it's going to be run effectively. That is what's so exciting. And I say that because it could have been Clint. And, yeah, maybe Gary would have been in his ear a lot, but it wouldn't have been Gary. And I think that that was – 
that was the right move. Like, hey, listen, Clint, you know, we know you're probably going to be a guy someday, but listen, we want your dad to take the reins. We need a big boy with big boy pads who knows how to get us out of troubling situations and not be the guy that turns into every other OC. Okay, well, let's just stand back there and throw it 100 times. Dog, that's stupid. Like, you've got to find another way to win a game. I'm sorry. You just can't let people pin their ears and destroy us. And that also comes into the offseason of, like, we've got to bolster this old line a little bit more. We were talking with Sage Rosenfels earlier. Well, we recorded it earlier. You're going to hear it this afternoon on uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami right around 4.30. I just let you in a little behind the curtain there for you Score North listeners. Sometimes those are pre-recorded. And he talked about the fact that, yes, this is the same system, but you know Kyle Shanahan also runs the West Coast system. A lot of guys around the league are running the West Coast system, but they're not... They're not all the same. That's sort of that's a larger umbrella that a lot of different offenses fall under. It's sort of a generic term for an offense. Can you explain in layman's terms for those of us who didn't play in the NFL, Alex, what are some of the variations or twists on on the same it doesn't have to necessarily be the West Coast system because this applies to other systems too. There's a broad sort of general name like I said a bunch of offenses fall under an umbrella, but what are some of the things that can be different or tweaked within the same system if if that made any sense? Dude, you know what the one thing is really like I thought was the biggest thing was the verbiage. In most systems, like, so basically, like, in a West Coast system, everything is kind of numberized. And it's like everything has a number attached to it, whereas the other one is everything has a words to attach to it. There's different routes run. In, in some of these offenses, you have to be able to run the ball to play action off of it, and that's your whole offense. And some of them, it's like, hey, listen, we're just going to stand back here and let this dude throw it around, you know? I think the one thing that's so cool about these different offenses is when you see teams that implore different offenses during the season. And I say when I say that, I think about, like, the Patriots. At times, they look like they're these spread out, five out, we're running digs and verticals and doing all this. And then other times they look like a power football team. They look like a pro-style offense that's in the pro-eye all the time or an offset formation. And then other games he's only in gut. You know, there's so many, like, like G-Rose offense to me always seems kind of like college because it was like a pistol formation. And it could be run out of a gun formation, but there wasn't a lot of things under center. They didn't like Colin to be under center a lot because, number one, when you walked guys up in the A-gap, you could be in a lot of trouble like because that's when all the guards would start telling you what the play was because if you just walked up in the A-gap and my quarterback's under center, well, all of a sudden I got to re- we start like recommunicating things. We start miscommunicating things. So they were always like, listen, let's keep Colin in the gun or in the pistol. That way, if anything, anybody walks up, it'll always be the running backs. And then like at times that became hard because the running back had to run around Colin. So then the rules started changing. Like There's so many different offenses when you talk about like there's a, these offenses under umbrella. There is, but they kind of separate themselves by formation, by route trees, by what the quarterback does. Like you see all these read option now. There's only a couple teams that really run it effectively, right. but it's awesome to watch. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, when they can't do that, what do they do? Well, then they go to pistol and they start doing other things out of it and they start play actioning out of it. And it's like, man, this is intense. But Gary's is basically, dude, we're going to run the ball to set up the play action and everything and. And play action nowadays isn't just a waggle anymore. It's not just bootlegging your quarterback out. It's like we're going to run a fake power that looks so much like power, the safety's going to think it's power. And then all of a sudden we're going to have digs run a dig route behind. Like That's what's so unique about these new play actions. Where it's like When I first came in, it was like waggle right, waggle left. They're like, Damn, this is so stupid. And then Giro started <laughs> making it like, hey, listen, let's do it. We used to have a play called Crunch. 
and it was like three traps on one play. So every other player was trapping the next guy over, and then every other player off of that was climbing. It was like the most intense play you ever saw. It was super fun to draw up because it was like, man, there's a lot of people getting hit on this play. But then he was like, let's run a play action out of it because there's no way anybody think we would fake this and not run it because you're basically leaving the three technique unblocked. And then it ended up working, and that's when g was like, well, maybe we could do other things off of this, like the trap or a wham or a, or a zone fill backside off a of play action. Like Everything started becoming more advanced, and that's what I think Gary's going to be so great at is taking all of that and saying, what's good for us? I know what he already likes. Let's add a little bit of this too because I know Dalvin would like to do this, and this will really suck up the safeties. Like, that's what you get from these experienced coaches. Mm. Football. Yeah. That's just good meat and potatoes, football-y, football goodness right there from Alex Boone. I love it all. Here's, here's the question that I have, though, Boone, and I, I asked Sage this, too. Again, you'll hear that interview coming up at 4.30. I, I know that a lot of what Gary Kubiak does with an offense, and we saw this last year with, with Kevin Stefanski running the show, is running the ball to set up the pass and then using play action. And that play action is something that that Kirk Cousins has shown himself to be good at, proficient at. Some of his, his, his best numbers come when they run things out of play action. But other than that, other than that one trait, is, is Cousins really a good fit for a Gary, Gary Kubiak system? And I ask that because another trait of Gary Kubiak systems is smaller, more athletic offensive lines and that's good for run blocking, but if there's ever a weakness to an offensive line that's constructed that way, it's pass blocking. And I know you always want mobility and pocket awareness as traits in any quarterback that you're looking for, but when you have an offensive line that's smaller and more athletic, and like I said, probably not the greatest pass blocking offensive line in the league. I think they ranked 30th in uh, PFF grades this year. I know how much you hate those, but I'm going to quote them anyways. Um is that a good fit when you have a guy who doesn't seem to have great pocket awareness? As Collar puts it, Cousins will run himself into pressure sometimes if there's just a little bit of a collapse in the pocket. Is And you want mobility, obviously. Is he a bad fit for a Gary Kubiak system and a Gary Kubiak-style offensive line? No, and I understand what you're saying. I think that this is where you make up with a guy like that. Number one with play action, you always end up getting your time because the defense has to regain themselves and get back to you. You know, like everyone always sees run at first, and then by the time they realize it's not run, you're making up time for your receivers to get open. You're moving yourself away from everybody, the trouble. I think the one thing when you're looking at this, and this was like, this has always been my pet peeve, especially with offenses. You have to have a quick answer for your quarterback, always. Like if the running back's not going to stay in and block, dude, get out now and get yourself open. So many guys just run these stupid, swing routes and it's like the quarterback's afraid to throw it because he sees you being trailed and he's like man you're gonna get smacked if I throw you this ball is it even worth it and that's when you start seeing them start to stutter a little bit you got to change it up everything the running back does is so important whether it's chipping and getting out or staying in the block or chipping and running a you know a a route off another route there's so many new offenses in this NFL that you see these running backs running real route trees like what was that? A, was that just like a, a smoke route? Like, what did that dude just run? There's so many fullbacks right now running wheel routes. You're like, dude, what is going on right now? But then you look at these other offenses, and they're just still kind of basic. And you're like, dude, if you guys had an easy answer for your quarterback, you would number one neutralize so much of this pass rush, and number two, you would be driving down the field so much more because people eventually forget about the checkdowns, and then all of a sudden you throw it to a guy like Dalvin. He's gonna get you five regardless. He's gonna drag people for five yards, dude. I'm just you got to get him open earlier for your quarterback. One more question for you as it pertains to Gary Kubiak. Yet or not yesterday, but on Tuesday when I filled in for you, 
we kicked around the subject of whether or not they might regret not hiring Kevin Stefanski and saying parting ways with with Mike Zimmer. Totally reckless, hypothetical. If you had the choice between Zim or Gary Kubiak as your head coach, which one do you want? Zim. Okay, why? I, I think because he's been here, he knows the defense long enough. Like, if you're going to do a shakeup, dude, you got to do a shakeup. Okay. Like, you got to do a real shakeup. Like, even the Kevin Stefanski hire would not have been that big of a shakeup. Like, it'd have been like, okay, well, they hired from within. Like, if you're going to shake it up, you got to shake the whole tree because then all of a sudden it's like, you know, who's he keeping as the DC? Who's staying? Who's going? It's just there's so many questions. And I think that if you're going to do it, like, I, when, when, I'll give the best example. I remember when Kyle Shanahan got hired in, in San Francisco. Dude, he fired everybody. Like, training staff. I remember they was like, wow, dude, I've never seen a dude fire the training staff. Like, my man wants his own people in there. But he was right, man. I want a culture shakeup. I want to change this culture around here. We need to shake things up. The equipment guys got fired. I remember the equipment guys called me like, dude, could you believe I got fired? I was like, damn, man, that dude is for real. <laughs> but he's right. You need to change the culture around the building. You can't keep damn, things the equipment left. guy? I mean, Why dude, does the equipment guy got to go? He's part Part of the culture, everybody got it, dude. I mean, but it's it's he's he wanted his guys, and it didn't it didn't seem to not work out for him. Like it takes time for that to grab, and that's why you're seeing this offense now. They've had the same guys in it for how many years? It's starting to take off, and that's what's so excited about the Coops is like he's already been here, but he wasn't really calling the shots. Like he was in the background, paying attention. What is everybody like? What is this guy like? How does he do this? Does he do this well? Oh, I like that. Oh, if I. If I become the guy, we're doing this. Like, he took notes, and everybody saw his face, and everybody talked to him, and everybody learned from him. Well, now he's just stepping into a big role going, hey, man, I've been here. And people are like, you're right, you have been here. This is great. Let's keep going. And that's what's so exciting about this. That's Alex Boone, former Vikings offensive lineman. We'll talk more about the Gary Kubiak hiring as offensive coordinator on Mackey and Judd with Rami this afternoon. Coming up in about an hour at 3.30, we are going to do Ask Boone Anything. You can send in your tweets about anything. By the way, I said 1.30 in the tweet because uh, I usually do score north live weekdays noon to two and Maybe i that's why we're not i am questions. a uh i am a creature of habit to say the least boonie so to me that that back half hour of the second hour of the show is always one o'clock so uh that's my bad i will correct that tweet but adam has a good point for ask boon anything he said someone needs to just preemptively explain the value of the mute feature and then get boon on twitter how do we get you on twitter alex boon how do we make this happen Dude, I don't have enough time, dude. I got too many kids. Enough time? I don't have time to tweet. You ever see how fast you guys tweet? I'm like, dude, I couldn't talk that fast. These guys are tweeting that fast. Like, what are you guys doing all day? Come on. I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm on it probably more than most people because I don't have kids and I'm in a lot. My girlfriend's in town right now, but I'm in a long distance relationship. So, well, that's fair. I often don't have a companion or a significant other or any friends in Minnesota to speak of, uh, having just moved here and being antisocial. But you don't have, I mean, there is no, there is no, uh, quota as far as how much you have to be on Twitter, Alex. You could just go on there. Whenever you feel like it, whenever you have a few minutes, you put the kids to bed, it's late at night, you're not ready to go to bed yet, you just hop on there for a few minutes, see what people are thinking, and share some of your own thoughts. Dude, one of my greatest coaches, Jim Trestle, told me, if you read the good, you got to read the bad, bro. <laughs> and he was so no. right. No. You can't just read the good. Not on Twitter. Read, and I don't feel like doing that. And I really don't care anymore. Like, it's like, people are like, don't you ever worry about what you say is going to affect you? I'm like, no, it's because I really think. And if you don't like me, then we probably shouldn't be talking. Like, I'm not going to fake it for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can do that on Twitter. That's what no, Adam is saying with the it. mute feature. You can, yeah. if, you, if you just, if there's somebody you don't want to hear from, you just hit mute. They can never talk to you again. It's over. No, it's a beautiful dude, thing. 
That's some AB. I'm not doing that. That's something AB would do. Like, I'm not about that. Like, if you, if, if you see me walking down the street and you, like, throw out some criticism at me, I'll be like, dude, all right, my kids are with me, but that's not cool. But, like, I'm not going to get upset. Like, why would I actively go look for that? Like, I really want someone to bust my chops today. <laughs> no, dude. but there's fun to be had on there. It's not all trolls. There's plenty of fun to be had on I think you'd enjoy it, and I think you'd be a superstar on Twitter, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Because of your unfiltered nature, I think you'd be great on Twitter. I'm not... I'm not and I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to convince you to get on there. I really do think you'd be really, really good at the Twitter game. Declan behind the camera is nodding his head at me right now, too. <laughs> I think you could win that game, Booney. I, th- yeah. I think I think you could get in that game and win it. But uh, ask Boone anything coming up at 3.30, not 1.30, dumbass Rami. 3.30, your Ask Boone Anything questions. Tweet those at SKOR North, and we will open the uh, phone lines at that time, too. And we say anything. We mean anything, not just football questions. Other side of this quick break. One of my favorite segments on Score North, it's Hot Routes with a Z. Alex Boone loves the Hot Routes, too. Jonathan has random NFL questions. We have random NFL answers right after this. You're listening to Purple Daily on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Hey there, it's Phil Mackey for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local Federated Marketing Representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.